Welcome back to OK, You're Done, your favorite lunchtime listen podcast. I'm JR. I'm Allie. We're so happy to see you back. Uh, episode 20 was incredible. So much fun. So if you're here rolling into episode 21 because we made up an excellent clickbait title, first of all, I'm so proud of us for how good the clickbait was. Second of all, go listen to episode 20. You're going to love it. You also right love be- this, but... Yeah, one right before this one in the feed, so you're, you're fine. So, uh, Allie, did you know that this week that this episode drops is the anniversary of the death of the one Alexander Hamilton? I didn't know that because I don't really pay attention to anniversaries of uh, 19th century deaths, but I'm I'm uh, glad to hear that. But you, you were a pretty big fan of the musical Hamilton, right? Unfortunately, that was a, you know, like a year long phase in my life for sure. <laughs> and I certainly do still know a lot of the words. Were, were you a big Hamill fan? Uh, you know, I would say I was a medium Hamill fan. Uh, I, okay. I was aware of the craze. I listened through the soundtrack once before it like, you know, Whatever, and then I I did get to see it uh, once it dropped on Disney Plus, of course, and then uh, we saw the show when it came to Dallas, so the traveling show. Um, so I enjoy it quite a lot. Uh, of course, I had heard of Alexander Hamilton extensively because of our good friend Clay Morgan, who actually allegedly owns a lock of Alexander Hamilton's hair. Um, I've never seen it, even though I lived with Clay for a couple of years. So, but allegedly he, he owns. I did not know that you two lived together. That's oh, yeah. crazy. Um, second of all, that's disgusting. Like owning someone else's hair. I mean, I don't think it's like whatever. Loose. I, well, I'm sure it's in a plastic bag or something, but ew. Well, I mean, anyway. I guess I respect the history, but Alexander Hamilton died on July 11th, 1804. So we're uh, well past the 200 year anniversary of that, but. Uh, I brought that up. I thought that was interesting because did you hear recently that allegedly Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg are going to uh, duel in a cage match? I feel like that's like fake. Like, I feel like that's just they were making propaganda for themselves. Like, this is a media stunt. And I feel like it's not going to happen or it's going to be like, haha, LOL. Here we are at like a WWC match. Um, we're just watching it and we're having a thumb war. Interesting. Well, uh, yeah, it did, it did erupt on social media because the Zuck has been posting on Instagram that he has been taking jujitsu and, uh, Elon, then some, someone on Twitter suggested that Elon fight him and Elon agreed to do a cage match against him and Zuck back on Instagram, uh, said name the time and place. So, uh, Elon said Vegas in in the cage, the octagon, which is an MMA thing. And yeah, I mean, will it actually happen? Who knows? Um, but it did it did make me think about, particularly in conjunction with the de- uh, anniversary of the death of Alexander Hamilton, who died in a duel, right? The history of dueling, which I I know basically nothing about. Um, what about you? Do you would you say you are an expert in no. the history of duels? No, absolutely not. When I think of duels, I think of, like, everything is legal in New Jersey. The line from (laughs) Hamilton. I know. I know. 
very funny, very silly that I have that memorized. I could probably sing that whole song. Um, and then I also think of like the Princess Bride and all of their little. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if sword fight is the correct term. Yeah, there was a sword uh, fight, then there was a you know no weapons fight, and then there was a battle of the wits. Yes, so I think of that movie, and that's kind of like I understand that. Oh, and Harry Potter probably. Oh yeah, with their Wizard little wandles, yeah. 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 Um, so that's that's kind of everything that. Okay, well, before it. we get into it, uh, a little quick question: We're you and me. We're gonna duel, okay? So okay. typically, one person names the location, the other person chooses the weapons. So uh, in this instance, because you are the challenge, I'm challenging you to a duel. You get to choose weapons, then I'll choose location. So what weapons would you choose? Um, what I'm gonna choose. Well, okay. First of all, let me ask: We're having this duel. Is this like a silly fun time duel or are we tr- like trying to murder each other? That's a great question. Um, let's, you know what, let's just, let's just say the podcast got way out of hand and my honor okay. was deeply offended by the myriad corrections you levy my way. And uh, it, it is, to, it is to the death or to the pain. Okay. To, to awesome. Awesome. Right. Yeah. So let's just, let's just go. It got way out of hand. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to wear iron fists okay. and then I'm going to have like a spiky necklace and then I'm going to be wearing like sharp soccer cleats and okay. what my strategy is is I'm going to get in there faster than you okay and I'm going to I'm going to you know I'm really flexible I'm going to do a giant bot mod to the front that's a big old front kick I'm going to flex my foot I'm going to catch you right here under the chin okay with my yeah. soccer cleats it's just yeah. going to be one hit your one head hit will knock bad. back okay. You're, yeah, you're, that's it. You're dead. Now, are you concerned that because I would get the same gear, the spiked necklace would interrupt that kick? I'm not because I, the spiked necklace, I, the way I'm imagining it is more of a, a chest plate situation. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I think, yeah, yeah. you know, just practically, if you have a spiked necklace right around where uh, someone could murder you, you know, it's not like you can really use that spiked necklace and that's battle. You true. can't murder anyone with your you're sense right, of You're right. You're right. Uh, this is interesting. So then it makes me wonder what sort of location I would choose. Um, I think I might choose uh, like an arid, dry, like a desert or something like that in the hopes that if I do manage to survive your opening salvo, um, you may have to, uh, you may get sweaty and tired, right? Too fast from all the moving around. Okay. And I'm going to be a right. big lumbering oaf as we've established. So hopefully, hopefully my conservation of movement will give me a little bit more energy long-term. That's, that's my strategy to survive. <laughs> and what was your weapon? Are, are you I have the same like as you. No, I have sword? the same as you. You choose oh, the weapons. Yeah. yeah. You choose oh, the weapons. I so see. I get the same. Well, okay. Here's the thing though. I would caution you against choosing the desert in that case. Because something about me is I'm always freezing cold. So I'm right at home in the desert. I lived in California for a couple of years and I loved it. So I, so change I it think to, you're going to get hot first. I should. Oh, I definitely will. I'm always hot. So I should change it. You're saying to like Siberia, which is a cold desert. Yeah, I think so. Because then my okay. joints will feel all cold. I won't okay. be able to move as fast, you know. That's, yeah, that's thank you for that uh, excellent strategy tip. Um, I'm, I, I'm guessing that if it were a for fun duel, it would be a dance battle. Um, you know, I actually, the thing about dance battles is those really emerged from hip hop culture in America, right? Yeah. Which is super, super cool. I love going to them. I love watching them. There's 
a very real technique that's a part of them yes. and very real cultural aspects. Yes. Um, I, I would not win a dance battle. Against I mean, me? you wouldn't either. You wouldn't either. <laughs> no you're one not, would win. You're not fighting. We'd be... This is the whole, like, you don't have to run faster than the bear. You just have to run faster than your friend, right? Like, you don't have to be good at a dance battle. You just have to be better than me, which I think everyone knows is already true. <laughs> I think we'd both be disqualified immediately. Oh, interesting. We would be... The the very institution of dance battling would challenge us to a duel for profaning its honor, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. We'd have to team up briefly. <laughs> Which would actually probably only be worse. <laughs> We'd try, like, the dirty dancing lift, and no, it just wouldn't go at all. It wouldn't work. Oh, it, no, we be... could do the dirty, we could do the dirty dancing lift. I have no doubt that I am strong. That's, a, that's an easy you. no. That's an e- no. That's an easy lift with no practice. It really is not hard. Okay, listen. You have a lot more confidence in me than I do, and I appreciate that. I see you. I see. I see me being seen. <laughs> the thing is, all you, for a lot of lifts like that, all you need is strong man who is told what to do. Oh, okay, because a lot yeah. of men in ballet get away with a lot, so. A lot of those lists got to be a little easier than one might think for the men. So you're saying the ballet is totally different from every other part of life. Um. Yeah. Exactly. It exists in a different <laughs> bubble, and you know, very where in this one, problems. men get away with a lot of stuff, where even though they're not competent. I got it. Okay. Yeah. So different from everywhere else, where where only the most competent men are rewarded and promoted and celebrated. Yeah. 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 Just in okay. case you were like concerned that it yeah, yeah, was yeah, yeah. different in ballet. Yeah. That was my. That was my. That was why I was like, you know, nervous. Yeah, um, I know. Well, uh, on the history of dueling, the oldest like famous duel that I could think of was David and Goliath. How does uh, tell tell me about that story? What, tell you that, about that story? How, yeah, how does that story hang out in your brain? Because yeah. I think everyone, ah. oh, David and Goliath. Like, we use that as a, it's a real David and Goliath story. You know, like, we use that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so off the top of my head, it's like, there's little man David, and then, you know, he has some other little men with him. And then Goliath is like, I don't know if he's actually a giant or if he just has, like, a giant presence. I don't recall, or I never read it the story to figure that one out myself past you know the those you know those like felt puppets they use when you're a child yes. yeah I feel like he was definitely a giant on the felt puppets but I didn't read the story myself so I don't know and then basically David is like lord he is too giant for me and I'm a small man and then he goes into battle and basically, David wins the war against Goliath or whatever. It was yeah. unprobable, but it happens. Yeah, uh, you got you got the basic beats exactly right. Um, what I found, so I, like you, I grew up with Fellboys, right? Um, and so the way I was taught this story was exactly what you just said, right? Little guy David actually probably still what today we would consider a teen. He's the youngest kid in his family. He's the one that gets the crap job of shepherding while all of the brothers go off to battle with the king. You know, they're 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 going to win glory and war. And he is literally just at the front lines delivering some care packages to his brothers. And he sees that they're at a standstill. Um, the you know the the Philistine army is lined up on one side, the the Israelite army is lined up on the other side, and no one's fighting. 
Oh, that's weird. What's going on? Well, and it turns out that the Philistines have sent out their champion, Goliath, who in the text is like nine feet tall. Okay. Now, again, uh, historical texts, uh, particularly texts from ancient cultures like Greece, Rome, uh, you know, the Middle East, ancient Near East, all these, they they do have a tendency to exaggerate their numbers. So like in 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 the movie 300, where there's a million Persians and 300 Spartans, right? Mm, okay. It probably historically was not a million Persians and 300 Spartans. It was definitely probably overwhelming odds, right? But they like goose the numbers both directions to make it seem more dramatic. So yeah, Goliath might have been, I don't know, six and a half feet tall, seven feet tall, whatever. He was definitely like a huge dude. Um, likely, unlikely that he was nine feet tall. Uh, and and so he's coming out and he's saying, like, hey, and you can send anyone in your army to come out and challenge me. And I'll like, and and whoever wins, that's who wins. Right. We're not gonna, we're gonna fight a huge war. And this was actually a pretty common way of deciding battles do you have any idea why i was blown away when i learned this fact do you have any idea why no it was essentially because if the two sides fought it was mutually assured destruction um these communities were by and large subsistence level communities and if a whole bunch of men on either side died their communities would not be able to survive and so it was like it was like a practical sort of a thing, like we'll just let our best guy and their best guy fight, and that will give us they didn't do statistical math on this kind of stuff, right? So there's like there's like that'll give us that'll give us an idea of who would win if we had both of our armies fight, and then that'll be it, right? And then that way, like it, it was it was literally like a mercenary calculation about how many men can we afford to lose? And the answer was always, gosh, not very many. Um, which, which again, just blows my mind, right? That they had that presence of mind when they were in war to say, okay, let's come to a sort of gentleman's agreement about like, if your biggest dude beats my biggest dude, we'll just give up, you know, instead of like fighting to the death until, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, David comes out, he gets the sling and the stone, he knocks Goliath out and he runs over and cuts off his head and David wins. Uh, so it's, it's a, it's a duel. Right. Like it's a, it's it's two two men. It's the Thunderdome rules from Mad Max. Two men enter, one man leaves. Um, and, and I think that's so interesting because this was a way of dueling that was aimed at social responsibility. Right. I am doing this on behalf of my whole community and in a way on behalf of their whole community. And I don't know about you, but like when I think of dueling, that's not what I think of. Is like doing it for the good of the community. Like I don't think Alexander Hamilton was thinking about like the good of the United States when he accepted Aaron Burr's challenge. You know. Yeah, I definitely think of a duel as like almost like something for more selfish reasons. Like, oh, I was offended by you, and I just I can't even live in the same city as you. So here we go. Like a death for no reason situation if someone does die so it's interesting that you say it like that because that's how i feel it too right it does feel pointless and stupid um so i keep trying i i read this great new yorker article on the history of dueling that we can put in the show notes but it actually traces how the institution of dueling turned into this defense of one's honor and it's something that like when someone does something to you that offends you that that maybe publicly shames you which is what happened with alexander hamilton and Amber, 
right? This is this is the way that you can publicly reclaim your honor. And so where you and I, I think we live in such a different culture where we don't, you know, we don't really have nobility the way they did in medieval Europe, right? We don't have these people whose entire livelihood is built around um, maintaining their, a particular, a particular social image. In fact, quite the opposite. I think we have a number of celebrities and reality stars who, when they're out of the headlines for too long, will do something ignoble, right? And scandalous simply to get back into the limelight. And so we, it's almost, it's almost like the opposite, you know, um, we have a number of celebrities that there's nothing that you can say about them. That's too scandalous because that's their bread and butter. And they're like, great, you know? Um, so, so I was, I was kind of trying to think about like, what are, what are the closest things to duels we have today? Because that the other thing that really surprised me was that dueling didn't die out because it was made illegal. Actually, when it was, it was, as, as you joked earlier, everything's legal in New Jersey, right? Like it was illegal in the time that Alexander Hamilton died from dueling, right? Like these things, they it almost made it worse, right? It was almost like, well, now you have this thing that's, not only a way to defend your honor, but when you're breaking the law to do it, it shows how serious you are. Like you must be, you know, you must be serious about your honor if you're willing to break the law to do it. You're upholding this like deeper, like social law, you know, of nobility and gentlemanliness and all of that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like, do you, can you think of any examples of like the closest I got was like boxing or MMA where they, when they have the match coming up, it's they try to like create some drama between the two characters, and you know there's like the, but even that is it feels pretty artificial because often they're not trash talking each other until they're trying to get the title or until the match is already set. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like that is a publicity stunt stunt that's painted over uh, the actual technique of the match um, because that's part of like the culture of uh the and the excitement of what mma is um which sounds like also that's what you were suggesting is going on between zuck and the musk right is like well okay whether whether there's a real cage match or not uh this seems largely about publicity i'm telling you right now if they end up just thumb wrestling i will really truly not be surprised you heard it here and i would and i would watch that it would be hilarious um, I mean, I, I think there's something, if we take dueling to a more conceptual place, maybe there's something about, like, YouTubers rolling up to, like, publicly apologize when they do something wrong, and okay. then they disappear for, like, six months as their, like, penance period, and then they just roll up like nothing ever happened. Like, I don't know how familiar you are with Shane Dawson, but, um... Back in 2021, Shane comes onto YouTube to publicly apologize for numerous, numerous, numerous things, right? I think the apology video was like 40 minutes long. Um, and it's not that he actually really, it was like a three-quarter apology. Like, it was not the worst thing I've ever seen. It was not great. He disappears for six months from like all videos. And then he just, one day he just comes back like nothing ever happened. Um, 
and I think that's kind of almost like a public duel like are you going to accept this person's apology and allow them with in a period of time to like I withhold their honor or have they lost that forever that's so interesting so I want to throw out three uh pop culture things that I think people would enjoy if they enjoy like us thinking about dueling uh, the first directly ties into what you just said it is a horror comedy movie called Deadstream, like live stream dead stream and it is a canceled youtuber who has been demonetized and he has just finally gotten to be monetized again and so it's his big comeback video and you don't know at the beginning of the movie what exactly he got demonetized for but you can tell he's kind of a terrible person who probably said some like horrible things. And it's actually ends up being a little worse than you thought uh, in, in ways that feel appropriate to the character, but his big plan, he has found a haunted house and he is going to lock himself in it overnight uh, and live stream the whole thing. And part of his shtick was he was always like the guy that was just live streaming antics that he would do. And so he brings this little like wheel of bad ideas that he has for every prank he does. And one of them is like, hold a seance, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like all this different stuff. And spoiler alert, the house is really haunted. And so what's what's interesting about the movie, one is it's just genuinely deeply a funny movie. Um, and it's got some good scares in it, too. But um, he, he he's definitely a bad dude, right? Like there's no you're, you're there's no question by the end of the movie that this dude deserved to get demonetized. Right. Um, but he also seems like a guy who has a good heart, who has begun to understand why what he did was wrong and is at least oriented in the direction of a, of a genuine real apology this time. And he's suffering so much that it's, you're kind of like, oh, like, so the question becomes how much does someone have to suffer, uh, before they've done penance, right? Like, do they need to be killed in a duel or is there some level of, you know, other option so it's i don't know and again it's comedy so it's funny um second one is a novel i just finished that i got from roxanne gay's book club called chain gang all-stars it's by nana kwame ajay brenya and it is a near future uh sort of dystopian book where the united states has authorized people who have anywhere between a 25 year to life sentence or death row execution sentence to sign up to be gladiators and if they survive for three years, they get to be set free. And so the the book is both a critique of our incarceral system and also a critique of like um, national sports because all of these people become celebrity athletes, you know. Um, and again, they're doing gladiatorial like 1v1 duels to the death and they're trying to win their freedom. So that's another one. And then the last one, have you played Throw Throw Burrito? You know, it kind of sounds familiar. I feel like it, my family might have it, but I don't think I've played it. Uh, have you ever played Spoons, where you're just passing cards and trying to get... Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. A classic. So, so imagine that there are uh, foam burritos in the middle of the table, and there are three different ways you can end up throwing burritos at each other. But one of them is called a burrito duel, where you have to each take a burrito, stand back to back, count three paces, turn and fire. So you get a you get a dual old west style with uh, plushy burritos that that don't hurt unless you just flame really hard. <laughs> so, and you know that from experience. Uh, yes, I've been hit with a number of painful burritos. So, 
Um, anyway, those are three dueling pop culture things that I thought our listeners might enjoy trying out. Um, and I'd love to know, have you, I assume you've never been like in a fight or a duel or something like that, right? I mean, not technically. I would say I've had some conversations with upper management that <laughs> could be theoretically classified as some kind of dual protect to protect either side's honor. You you um, were getting close to battle rap status. Um. Yes, I I would say that. Wow. Um, I think one of my specialties is uh, having conversations with the people who were in charge with me much quicker than anyone might expect. Um, but that movie sounds great. I can't believe I haven't watched it because uh, I'm going to be real. Over the pandemic, one of my main forms of entertainment was all of the YouTuber apologies that started happening. Um, so I need to see that. You, you uh, really do. But yes. Yeah. And the book sounds really good, too. I mean like a perfect blend of fantasy and commentary, um, which I'm really into. I just read uh, both of the Space Monk books. I'm trying to remember what they're called. Uh, it's like Monks in the Deep Abyss or something. I think oh, it, guys, it's men's, right? Sisters in yeah, the yeah, Abyss yeah. or something like that? Yeah. Uh, besties, if, if you guys look that up, I feel like it'll totally come up and there's like a black hole on the cover or something. So, or if, if you can't find it, you can send me a DM. It's just, uh, you know, I run the, okay, you're done Instagram. If you're thinking right now, Ali, you don't post that much. Yeah, it's true. And I'm really sorry about that. Um, I don't do a good job running that. All right. Well, we have gone over. Thank you for listening today. Um, JR is done. I'm finally done. We're done. And we'll see you back here next week. Bye.